actually like it's got a red light on it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. some clap marks and line those up later. Hey church, welcome to our series on Courageous. Last week we started the series about what, do, where does courage come from? Now boys and girls, while we journey through this message, I want you to look out for the lion's paw print, see how many of those you can count at the end uh, in social media, you'll be able to see the answer to that. Superheroes. Superheroes, as we know, are courageous because there's danger involved in what, what's going on. They've got to save the world. And because of the danger, they risk their life. And in doing so, they, they're full of courage. They, they overcome their fear because they have a purpose. They have a purpose to, to save the building from burning down or, or save the person, and they're courageous. But courageous just doesn't mean that there's, there's purpose. It's followed up by something else. It's followed up by an action. And today's message is all about what does courageous look like? Last week, we, we open up scripture and we answer the question, where does courage come from? And we know that, that courage comes from purpose and we find our purpose in Jesus Christ. And we know that when we have purpose, no matter what takes place in the world, that we can praise him. And when we praise him because of our purpose, we know that in that we see the power of God move in incredible ways. And in and through that, because we have purpose, because we are praising, because we see the power, we persevere. And we persevere in the midst of incredible hardships. Today, as we open up God's Word, we're looking at what does courage look like when we have it, when we have our purpose? What does courage look like when we live it out? To be courageous requires an action. A superhero does the action, and that's why we see that they have courage, that they are brave, they are overcoming the fears, and they are doing something heroic. What is the action that we are looking for that shows that we have purpose in Christ? If you're wondering what actions you can do in the current season of our world, then this message is for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we open up scripture, we pray that you would show us what actions we can be doing to show that we have purpose in you, to show that we are courageous people, to show that we can worship you no matter what life throws at us. Lord, we ask that you would reveal to us through your word and through your spirit what that looks like today. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, if you've got your Bibles with you, I'd encourage you to open them up to Luke chapter 10. And in Luke chapter 10, what we see is a, a conversation taking place between some leaders of the law and Jesus, some people who knew the Bible really well, the Old Testament particularly, and were using some of that to try and trick Jesus up. And they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? If you were to summarize all of the commands, all of the rules, all of the legalistic stuff 
in the Old Testament, like all the things that maybe man put into place. If you were to summarize that, what would it look like? And Jesus answered, love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your strength. And he goes, the second commandment is much like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. And he summarizes the entirety of God's plan for the world to say, if you want purpose, love God with all that you are. And the expression of that love, that action, is to love others the same way that you love yourself. The teacher of the law wanted to justify that answer a bit because that was a good answer and it sort of shut him down a little bit. He goes, who's my neighbor? Who? Who should I be showing this action towards? If I'm going to be someone that shows love, if I'm going to have purpose in my calling in life, who do I direct that purpose towards? And Jesus, as he did so often, shared this story. A story with not just the the teacher of the law that was there, but all all these people around him. And a story that has become such a a real incredible story that the word that is involved in this story has become something that's part of our common language. And the story is called The Good Samaritan. In Luke 10 verse 25 through to 37, we read this passage, this story. And we see that that Jesus tells a story going in verse 30. He said there was this man, and he was going from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by two robbers. And they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. So we see this innocent bystander. It doesn't give too much of a description about who he is or or what his lifestyle was like or what's happening in his world. What, What we see take place is he's just walking from one city to the next and the world's taken a turn on him that he didn't deserve and robbers have come out and they've beat him and they've stripped him of all his belongings and he's there half dead. And Jesus says in this story that he says, along comes a priest... And a priest comes along, going down the same road. And when he saw the man, it's not that he didn't see him, he saw the man. He passed on the other side of the road. So too, a Levite then came to the place and saw the man. And he passed on the other side of the road. Luke 10, verse 33, But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was and saw him, and he took pity on him. So first we see that that there's a priest, someone who you think would be a caretaker, someone who you think would show mercy, someone who you think would show care and consideration. We also see a Levite. Levites were from a tribe from the Old Testament, and Levites were, were meant to take care of God's building the the church, the the temple, the tabernacle. And and in that space, we've seen both the the leaders of the church and the the helpers of the church walk past somebody who is in need. And sometimes we may pick the government and say, how can the government not help this person? Sometimes we 
pick the healthcare situations. Why can't the healthcare situations, healthcare providers help this person? Sometimes we pick our friends and our neighbours or others, and why can't people help? And what we see in this story is a Samaritan comes along. Samaritans were looked down upon. Samaritans were looking at, at almost a half-breed kind of person, both physically, but more than that, spiritually. Because the Samaritan group of people had split off from God's people, God's chosen people. You are to be set apart and holy. Holy means set apart. You are to be in the way that you eat, the way that you dress, the way that you act. You are to be doing things in a certain way that show that you are my people. And the Samaritans left this group and married essentially the enemy and took on some of their religious customs and some of their traditions and habits. And because of that, they were no longer pure. They were no longer set apart. They were interbred. And so what we see is that from a Jewish standpoint, at this point in history, a Samaritan was only half pure, both physically because they've married the enemy, but also spiritually because they've started following other gods and, and diluted the purity of God's simple message of love. And so a Samaritan comes along, Jesus says, and sees the man, and the Samaritan has pity. The Samaritan shows pity on the person. You see, when it comes to being courageous to others, courage doesn't discriminate. Courage doesn't see that, well, this person's important and this person's not, and Jesus is making a point. And he says, it doesn't matter about your, your status within society. It doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter what your paycheck is. It doesn't matter what other people think about you. It doesn't matter what sort of background you've come from. When it comes to character, when it comes to, to courage, it doesn't discriminate. You see, courage is all about your character. And it doesn't matter what your background is, your character is what is most important. And in this, in this story, we see the character of the Samaritan, this person that was looked down upon, was greater than the character of both the priest and the helper. And the Samaritan is the one that, that has compassion. And because being courageous is an action, in the midst of that, we see courage acted out not knowing what the situation was, not knowing what was going to take place. We see courage acted out. In verse 34, he went to him and bandaged his wounds and poured oil, put on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Oil and wine, both expensive resources and commodities. He also took the, the hurt man and put him on his own donkey. You see, to be courageous means that there is a cost that is involved. We see the Samaritan in this story paying the cost, the, the, the courage in giving of yourself for the benefit of others. And we see that the Samaritan is, is paying, using some of his, 
his resources that he has that, that cost money, also giving of his own uh, time and energy, but also putting this man on his horse and taking him to an inn and now using one of their most precious commodities, time, and took care of him. Courage requires a cost. Luke 10 then says in verse 35, Then the very next day he took out two denarii, some coins, and he gave them to the innkeeper. And he said, Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. What I love about Jesus' story is even in his parables, there's just so many layers of richness in the wisdom that he had to share with those around him. And what we see take place is that the good Samaritan had done his job. He'd done his job. He'd found someone. He'd picked them up. He'd put them on his donkey. He'd used some of his resources. He's taken them to the end. He's cared for them. Now he's realized that this person will get better by themselves. I don't need to, to use the oil and, and the, the I don't need to use the oil and the wine. He just needs rest. I don't need to be there for the rest part. I can do other things. There may be other people that are hurt. There may be other tasks that I need to go. This is costing money, and I need to earn the money so that I can help people again. I need to get on with my life. And so he delegates responsibility to someone else. But the, the idea of courage, the idea of, of ownership, of, of caring for this person doesn't go away. It's constant. And in doing so, he delegates the, the care of this person, but he doesn't delegate the compassion and the responsibility that he has to make sure that he is healed back to full health. While his responsibility to be in that moment was gone, his responsibility to, to pay for it didn't. Courage is constant. And the, the consistency means that if you see someone sick today and someone sick tomorrow, you treat them the same, this person today and this person tomorrow, in the same way. You may see a need within the community. It doesn't mean that one day you deal with it and one day you don't. You need to be consistent because it comes back to your character. There's times in life when you don't feel like it. The, the Samaritan could have just said, well, I've done my bit, I'm going. And what I love about the extra detail that Jesus uses in this story is he says he didn't just leave him. He said, I'll come back. And if there's more money owing, I will fix up the tab. I will honour my commitment. I will honour my commitment to make sure this person is, is healed to full health. Courage is constant. In verse 36, Jesus offers the challenge to the teacher of the law when he finishes the, the story. He says, which of the three people, the, the priest the helper, the Levite, or the Samaritan, the half-caste? Which of the three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Verse 37, the expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. 
And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Character, cost, and consistency. This week, as we we learn to live lives that are just full of courage, that we live lives that are courageous, no matter what the world is doing around us, will your action, the way that you act, the way that you behave, knowing that it comes out of the purpose that we have in Christ, will it show character to those around you? Will it be Will you be willing to pay the cost to show the purpose that you have? And will you be consistent in in the way that you continue to do this and persevere? Just yesterday, I went to a supermarket and grabbed a handful of supplies. Some were for our family, some some were to give away to somebody at need in need. And, and while we're at the, the checkout, I asked the question of the, the person on the other side of the cash register, you know, with the, the distance apart and we're packing our own bags and paying by card as you, as you do now and doing all the, the right things to be safe within that space. I said, how are you guys coping with all the changes and everything else? How, how are you doing? And the, the young girl behind the counter said, I was doing really well until the last customer came and, and they were really upset because they wanted to pay by cash and then they didn't want to pack their own bags. And and I was able to actually invest into the, the checkout chick. I don't know what else to call them. Cashier, registered worker, awesome person that gives me groceries. And I was able to, to, in that moment, be courageous enough, number one, to ask, but, but to actually go, hey, I'm so sorry that some people are, are really afraid and not keeping up with the changes and they, they take it out on you. I am so sorry. Can I just apologize on behalf of those people who, who don't know how to handle this in a healthy way? And I just want to say thank you. You're doing a great job And I'm so grateful that our supermarkets are open and that we have access to to food and supplies and the things that we need to live our daily lives. Thank you so much. And you could see her whole personality change and then the personality of the people next to her who also heard the conversation put smiles on their faces just from some simple words. I want to challenge us this week. Character, cost, and consistency. Character, I'm going to be really specific this week in helping us act out courageous lives because of the purpose that we have in Jesus Christ. Firstly, I want you, each and every one of us as a church members, to call someone you haven't called for a while. Why? Because character, character doesn't discriminate. Character does what is right. And you know there's probably someone you need to call. 
You know somebody is in isolation. You know someone that's disconnected. You know someone that may be really struggling at the moment with the state of the world. And you haven't called them for a while and you've been busy. You've got great excuses. But being courageous, there's an action. So I'm asking us as a church, will we make a phone call this week to someone we haven't called for a while? What does that mean? Well, that means for us at York Street that 850 people will be called this week because we are courageous enough to make a phone call, to show love, to love our neighbours the same way that we love our God. Why? Because we have purpose and we will praise and we will see power and we will persevere when we show our character and love for others. The second challenge is cost. I want you to pay for something that's not for you. I want you to pay for something that's not for you. That may not be financial. That may be a a donation. It may be a gift. It may be sharing something where appropriate and safe. This week I had a friend who lent me some exercise equipment because the gym has been closed. And we did it really safely. We had a massive distance between us and, and there was just the two of us. So we, we were making sure we were being as safe as possible. He wiped down the equipment before I got it. And then I, I chucked it in the trailer by myself. And then I wiped it down when I got home. We were, we're making sure we, we're safe. But, but he gave me something to borrow at a cost to himself. He doesn't have it anymore. That's at my place. And he was able to, to pay a cost that has blessed me immensely. I want to say, is there something that you can do safely that is a cost to you for the sake of someone else? And I want to challenge us. In our being consistent is not to be on and off. Actually, to honor our commitments, to honor your word, to honor your commitments. We saw the Samaritan honored his commitment to the person that was hurt. He honored that in the way that he lived. He honored that in the way that he gave his finances. He honored that in the way that he cared at his his very core, his compassionate heart, the way that he loved God and loved others in that scenario. I'm asking this church to be consistent, where possible, to honor our commitments. For some of us, that may be financial, honoring your financial commitments. That's tough at this time. I get that. But all of us can honor our relationships with one another. Maybe that's the phone call. Maybe that's being generous and giving something that's not for you, paying the cost. For some of it, it may be you're isolated at home with your family, but you've made a commitment to your family, to your children, to your husband or your wife. You need to honor that commitment. Even though you're all confined and stuck together, you need to honor your commitments. Consistency is a way of showing courage in action. What does courage look like? In Luke 10, verse 37, when Jesus says, Who of these three? Who? Of these three was a neighbor to the man who fell under the hands of the robbers. 
who was the neighbor? Who was the one that, that acted courageously, that acted with love, that, that showed us what example it was? When the teacher of the law said, the Samaritan, Jesus said, go and do likewise. This week, church, let us go and do likewise. Not discriminating where, go, where, where we're putting our energy, not thinking about the cost that is involved, but at our very heart, our very character, being courageous to show love to those around us in whatever way we can. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that we would be courageous in the way that we live. Lord, that within our character, we would care for others as we love God and we love our neighbors. So much so that we would be courageous enough to pick up the phone and make a phone call this week to someone we know needs a, a loving ear, a loving voice to speak into. Lord, I pray that we would be courageous enough to, to pay a cost for something that's not about us. Knowing that very soon coming up, we're, we're talking about Easter, knowing that Jesus paid the cost for us on the cross. And Lord, we pray that, that as we do this, that we would be consistent, that we would honor the we would honor the things that we have made commitments towards. We would honor those things with all that we have. My alarm's going off and it's not going to stop till I finish turning the thing off and I forgot all about it. Oh, shut up. Anyway, everything was turned off except for that. Sorry. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would be courageous for you, that we would be courageous in the way that we live our lives. We would be courageous in the way that we show character to you, that, that we show character to those that are around us, that we show character in the way that we live our lives, lives that put you first but love our neighbors. Lord, would we be brave enough, courageous enough that we would make a phone call this week to someone who we know may be struggling, being isolated and being separated from all of us. <coughs> the fun of recording. <coughs> Coughing on my own spit. <sighs> Dear God, we, we pray that we would be courageous for you. We pray that we would be courageous in the way that we live our lives, that the actions that we live, the actions that we do, the things that, that we put our mind and our energy to would be things that would help show others that we love you first and we love them second. Lord, we pray in the way that we act, that we would show character, in the way that we interact with those around us, not discriminating against everyone, but treating each and every person as equal the way that you see them. We pray that we would be courageous enough within our character and the way that we love our neighbors to make a phone call this week to someone who we know is isolated and in need, someone we haven't called for a while. 
Lord, I pray this week that we would be courageous enough to pay for something that is not for us. It may be an emotional cost. It may be a financial cost. Lord, you know the cost. You know the person. But would we pay the cost for someone around us in love? And Father God, we ask that we would be consistent in honoring the commitments that we have made the commitments that we've made to our family, the commitments we've made in our relationships, the commitments that we've made financially, Lord, but more than that, the commitments that we have made to you. Would we honor those things within our character so that we could live a life that would be courageous for you? Lord, may our actions align with our purpose. And this week, would we live courageously in the name of of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'll do a little outro. What should I do? Oh. Maybe, uh, I might do one just in case. I might do one for Andrea. Yeah. I'll do a little outro. Hey church, we hope you've had a great week. That's an intro. (laughs) That phone really threw me, seriously. Good to Leo, good. (laughs) Almost one take. This week, why don't we live a week while we... While? No. Oh, come on. Blooper reels. This week, let's be courageous in the way that we treat others. Let's be courageous in the way that we have our purpose lived out in the way that we interact with those around us. And let's be courageous in the way that we are not full of fear, but we overcome that because we have purpose in Jesus Christ. Have a great week. If you are needing to connect or if you are self-isolating, please let the church office know. We would love to be able to pray for you and support you where possible. Make sure you're connecting with your small groups. Make sure you're connecting with your ministry leaders. Make sure you're connecting with others. Life can be hard, but we don't do it alone. I hope you have a great week. We will see you next Sunday. See ya. Ah, uh, Adelie. <laughs> cool. Thanks, mate.